hey guys, it's so good to talk to you. <laughs> I think you're nailing it. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the episode this week. Merry and birthday to you all. I guess what we're talking about this week, Molly. Let's do this. Let's talk about Alice in Wonderland. Okay. First, uh, No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> first fun fact about me and Alice in Wonderland. I've seen this movie no more than twice in my entire life. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got you beat. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through ever. What? <gasps> what is happening? I know. And that's the end of our podcast. Da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> bye. I will be doing the podcast. I'll let you know how it We're going to hand good, this over? <laughs> a good opportunity to introduce not only the, the guest host, but the new host of this episode. <laughs> Mr. Ryan Wright. Hello. Yay. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having welcome, me. So welcome. excited. Welcome. To be here. We're so excited because we've never seen Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I wasn't thinking I would have to, you know, set out the whole movie. Yeah, for right. yeah episode, so, but okay. so how does it start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I know. well okay. So to be fair, I, I say that I haven't seen it all the way through. Like, I've seen enough of the... I could probably put it all together and make the full movie. So, like, I get... I have a gist of it. I'm I'm guilty of... When I was a kid, I used to watch... What was that Disney Channel show? It was called... Oh, um, the Scary Alice one. Like, the live action one. The live action, yeah. Adventures in Wonderland? What was that song? The song was like... Adventures in Wonderland. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I loved that show. Yeah. But again, I just the the cartoon, I don't know if it was just a maybe because my parents didn't have it and didn't watch it that I just really didn't get into it, you know. It was definitely one of those like Disney movies that was in the vault and locked tight in the vault. And then I think when it was released on like Disney Home Video, it was I don't know, I didn't I didn't get it as excited for it as like 101 Dalmatians. That was way more my jam, I think. Mm-hmm. The good news about Alice in Wonderland the ride though that we're going to talk about today is that it I think it follows the story pretty closely. So similarly, Ashby, like through context clues and just like pop culture, I feel like I understand it fairly well. Right, right. Yeah. And the same actress who voiced Wendy also voiced Alice. I'm almost positive. Yes. Oh. Catherine Beaumont, Disney Disney legend. Yeah, she recorded Alice and they brought her specifically in. She recorded just for the ride. Wait a second. Oh, yeah, I guess that wasn't. It was pretty contemporary. It's not like she came back like 30 years later to do a little girl's voice. Right. I had to think about that for a second. Well, actually, let's back up a little bit, Ryan. Yes. Um, let's let's learn a little bit more about you, kind of what you're doing, what your connection to theme parks are, what this ride, you know, specifically means to you as well. So I am an actor living in New York, and I grew up very much loving to perform and loving Disney. Disney was a big part of my childhood from the movies we went to the theme parks many times it became sort of a a graduation present in high school when you graduated Mm. high school you got to go to disney world Um, i went to disneyland a couple i think a couple times when i was younger and then once again as an adult years ago but i haven't been to disneyland in quite some time Mm. probably since like 2011 but disney world I've been to very frequently. I was a pass holder too the last couple of years, but I decided to give that up this year just because I knew I wasn't going to go back. Smart. For... Right. Smart. I felt bad doing that to yeah. them, but I think they're okay. But yeah, I, I grew up loving the Disney films and Disney World and, and the rides and, and everything. And Alice in Wonderland, contrary to, you know, Molly and Ashby, I loved Alice in Wonderland, the movie. I watched it. I can't tell you how many times so much that my mom actually, I think, doesn't like it because of me. Mm, interesting. Because I watched mm-hmm. it so much. And I became obsessed with any version of Alice in Wonderland. Mm. So Disney, non-Disney, the books. But we used to, my mom would read it to me and I would, she would try to like skip a page maybe. And I would say, no, no, no you've skipped a page <laughs> and uh, make her go back. But yeah, Alice in Wonderland was, a, I loved the movie. And so of course, doing the ride, I remember my dad, I think you might've said this, Molly, in another episode, my dad loved to record everything <laughs> on the camcorder. Yes. So we have full ride videos. Oh, excellent. Alice in Wonderland, I remember watching the VHS tape over and over, even though it was a dark ride and, you know, camcorders then, the quality is like pretty horrific and it's dark. But 
um, there was just to get a little glimpse of Alice, because we can talk about this later, but Alice really isn't in the ride or she wasn't in the ride that much initially. So, yeah, you had to kind of work hard or like, yeah, be very aware of your surroundings to try to catch her. Yes, for sure. So I have a couple backup questions here. So you do you identify more you identify more as like a Disney World person over Disneyland? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love I mean, Disney World, it just it's just so you know, there's so much to do. And it's great. And I mean, Disneyland will always be the original. And I get that where the people are like, no, Disneyland is the original. But when I go there, or when I, you know, was there last, I was like, it just feels like I could do this all in one day. Mm-hmm. Like Disney World, oh, I'm like, yeah. I could have right. days of like never, you know, you, you never do everything. You know, I respect the Disneyland diehard fans. What is your favorite Disney attraction of all time? Favorite Disney attraction of all time? Or top five, because that's a yeah. hard, really hard question. I'm like, it's a really hard question. <laughs> um, Well, I do love the Tower of Terror. Mm. Not just the ride, but the theming I love. I think it's one of the best themed attractions because it's just so immersive. That would probably be my top. And then Fantasmic, the show, is another attraction, if you will, that I love to uh, visit and take people to who have never seen it because I find that to be just, it has everything. The music, the characters, the movies, and you know, it's exciting. It's a great show. So is it safe to say that Sunset Boulevard is your favorite area in Walt I Disney think World? you're right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you're right, right because I do yeah. love the Aerosmith right too. Yeah. And there's good, like there's a lot of food variety in Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I think Sunset Boulevard still captures what MGM was. Yeah. And I miss MGM. Like I love Hollywood Studios. But MGM, like, I have such great memories of that. It really was a movie-making magic park, you know, like the magic of the film. And, like, so Sunset Boulevard, I feel like, is where you see the citizens of Hollywood the most. And you just sort of see glimpses of, like, what the park used to be and what it was trying to be. Versus when you step out of that, you you know, it, it's kind of becoming a, a sort of catch-all of, like, well, there's Toy Story and there's Star Wars and there's... And it has fantastic BGM, like, soundtrack. Yes. Yes, I love. I'm a I'm a person who will listen to Disney background music. Well, you are in good company. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yikes. Sunset Boulevard, I'm also a little nostalgic for cuz I think so I also similarly went every couple years growing up and then when I was like in middle school, like late middle school, early high school, I used to go with my sister and cousins and stuff like on larger group trips and our parents would let us just take the buses by ourselves to the parks when we were 13 you know and we would go to studios mgm studios at the time because it was probably open later and i don't know something about that age just Mm -hmm. running around sunset boulevard like going back and forth from tower and rock and roller coaster i think that was that was special i feel very nostalgic for sunset boulevard as well darn we should have been talking about sunset Boulevard. yeah (laughs) i know right i have things to contribute no that's not true i have a whole list here of fun facts about alice i do too to be fair I do love the Alice in Wonderland ride. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, same. It was one of the very first Disneyland rides I ever went on, and it's it's very memorable. It's also memorable because it's very unique. It does not exist in in Florida at Walt right. Disney World. It may be. I don't know if it's the only dark ride. I think it might be the only dark ride that is not duplicated in other parks. I don't know. Okay. That could be making a bold statement, but... Fair. Let's think about this really quick. Peter Pan, definitely not. That exists many places. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Small World, same. Winnie the Pooh? Uh, Yeah. Disneyland? Winnie the Pooh is in Disney World. It's it's by... um... It's yeah, over by better. Splash. And then yeah. it also exists um, internationally yeah. as well, for sure. Yeah. Okay, what else? Now I can't think of any other dark rides. Snow White, did they? Snow mm, White. Not in Florida anymore. Not in Florida right. anymore. But was original but to both parks. It was original, yeah. And Pinocchio also is. Mm, Ooh, I, don't, I don't think Florida ever had Pinocchio. All right, so my just cut that statement. <laughs> <laughs> but it does hold the title of being the only dark ride that has an outdoor portion in the middle of the ride or towards Mm, the end, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, during the experience, which is maybe the best part about it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, right, right. Do um, either of you remember your first time going on the ride? I think I do. And I think it was that VHS tape that I used to watch. Um, 
So I do remember, and I just remember being so enamored with it because I loved Alice in Wonderland that it was just, it was almost overwhelming. Ashby, do you remember? Yeah, I was trying to, because I know that I've messed up before on my firsts. Right. Because <laughs> I, I said that yeah, you and I, that was the first time I'd been to Disneyland and that was untrue. Right. <laughs> um, sorry to my friends. Um yeah, because I, I, I was trying to think about, like, I, did we hit, I feel like it was like a very whirlwind journey, the first one, like we hit Disneyland and California Adventure, which if you're doing that, you're going to miss a lot. So it, I'm going to, for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to go with my first time to Alice in Wonderland <laughs> ride at Disneyland was with you, Molly. Excellent. I remember. Um, yeah. Do you remember that? It was so it was, much fun. You were getting emotional because you loved it so much. It was so great. Oh. It really was fun. Like, it's like, I think because... It was because I really was never a big fan of the movie. Riding it just kind of exceeded the expectations that I had already kind of set in my head. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this will be, you know, a fun little kid ride. And then we rode it and I was like, no, it's actually really fun. I think my first time I was 10, 10 or 11 probably. And we had gone out there my first time to California, my first time to Disneyland. And it was also the first time my mom put me in charge of a lot of like the planning she she was one of those parents that like had the fanny pack full of note cards like you know we got to be here we got to do this in order and i admired that and i so then when it came to plan a new trip so it was it was a new park but pretty familiar she like bought me all the books and was like here you go plan it and here we are (laughs) right (laughs) she really created a monster um (laughs) but i remember reading about alice in wonderland and kind of what made it unique and i think we prioritized that like day one gotta get to alice it's a dark ride no doubt about it if Mm -hmm. you're it's it's similar to peter pan in that way um it's very quick i think it's three and a half minutes it is just a normal ride vehicle two rows you're in a caterpillar which is funny we can talk about that um right Right. but it's you know it's pretty basic and i think at that time was the late 90s so this was pre it it went under several refurbishments but the most recent one i believe in 2014 kind of brought it to life a lot with projections and updated effects and stuff like right now it's it looks great but in that era it was still um you know much more of a classic looking dark ride with cutouts and neon lights everything's painted very neon and things like that so it was i remember really enjoying it but probably because i had hyped it up and i appreciate the dark rides that i don't know how you guys feel about refurbishments i mean i love them and i love the technology that comes into them but i actually appreciate like yes i can see that that's like a cardboard cutout you know Mm -hmm. whatever coming from but it's like there's something very charming about it so I, you know, when they do the refurbishments, it's kind of like a bittersweet for me. I'm like, oh, I love that it's digital and it, it does look amazing for, you know, but I'm like, oh, I kind of miss the simplicity of like very simple ride. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think some Peter Pan, I think we're going to hop back to Peter Pan a lot today, but like, yeah, I often think that is a good example of they really like plussed up, at least at Magic Kingdom, like the queue for um, Mm, Peter Pan mm -hmm. made that much more enjoyable and largely, I guess, except for some of the like the shadow effects, largely untouched um, as far as like technology goes in that ride. Captain Hook and Peter Pan are still like slowly leaning back and forth as they're fighting. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing too fancy. That's how I fight Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) Right. Just (laughs) leaning forward slightly. It's interesting like listening when you guys mention like you didn't really like the movie, but you loved the ride. And I feel like that's kind of kind of sums up Alice in Wonderland with the general public. Mm, yeah. Anyway, because the oh, film wasn't mm-hmm. really it didn't do well when it came out. It feel like people love Alice and the characters and the, you know, but the actual film people are like, eh, not my favorite. Well, you know, and talk me out of this, but it's kind of it's kind of a creepy movie. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, there was always like, I don't know the truth to this because I never really researched it, but you know, there was always the talk about Alice in Wonderland when it was written was somebody who was doped up on drugs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it did, you know, the drugs, the psychedelic, like when the movie came out, like they re-released it in like the 60s or, or when they put it back out. I forget when exactly they did. It did much better because of that. People were like, <laughs> oh, this is like psychedelic. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and funny. then it kind of took off. You know, yeah, the first time around the movie, the critics were like, oh, this is not good. Nobody, like, it didn't do well. And then I read something that Disney, uh, Walt Disney cut the movie down to an hour and aired it 
as part of the Disneyland TV series. Mm. And that is when it really started to grow a fan base. Interesting. And it's interesting. interesting. I, I would like to see the hour cut. I mean, it's not that long to begin with, but. So funny. The Disneyland TV show. It's just a, it's just a commercial. Right, right. Right. But brilliant. And also sometimes on um, Disney Plus, Ryan, I assume you're a Disney Plus subscriber. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's going to have to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nix me. It'd be kind of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like I love the Animal Kingdom animal show and I loved the Imagineering story. And then I I think I opened like the like tour of Galaxy's Edge. I was like, oh, hell yes. Like, let's do this. Right. And that was just an infomercial for Star Wars land. And it didn't feel right. Like, I was like, ugh, ugh. Like, too right. heavy on the Disney darlings, like, celebrities, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Like, you don't need to sell Galaxy's Edge to me, Disney. I don't think you need to sell Galaxy's Edge to anyone. It just felt really, like, heavy-handed. Right. Didn't like it. And I went back to um, the Howard Ashman documentary. So oh, good. I loved that. So good. <laughs> I cried. Oh, my God. It's devastating. I actually um, have not finished it because I was, like, needed to go somewhere after. And I was like, I can't show up. Like, They're like, what happened to you? I'm like, well, Howard. Um, Howard Ashman happened. <laughs> How? Why didn't Howard happen to you? Yeah. I don't know how you guys spend your Saturday nights, but I spent oh. it with Howard. That's oh, it was so, so good. good. It's really good. So are, are either of you fans of the, the like, Johnny Depp, um, like, live-action Disney Alice from the 2000s eras? It's interesting. I was very excited when it when they were making it. Yeah. I saw it, and I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a diehard fan of it. I love the theming of Alice and the characters, um, and I, I enjoyed the movie, but in some ways I kind of – I wish Tim Burton – I wish they had almost just – retold this the Alice in Wonderland story instead of like making a new story about her being you know grown up but yeah I I didn't I didn't walk out of it being like oh I hated that but I didn't walk out of it being like oh I loved loved that so somewhere in the middle there's like a huge part of me that's very um or, or I've always wanted myself to be more interested in like the Alice aesthetic and like um kind of like nerd pop culture look of it you know right and I, ooh, I just never have been. But I like it. Like um, a lot of people around me in like college were very Alice. Like they had a lot of Alice accessories and kind of Cheshire Cat and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. And I like <laughs> it. They've never like worked. Never worked for me. Probably the drug use. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just didn't do the drugs. I just didn't right, do right. the drugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I saw the the movie in theaters when it came out. Again, I had like zero expectations because, you know, I was like, eh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, so I kind of enjoyed it, but it does have that like, you know, as Tim Burton always does, everything, it's, it has a look to it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I like it for movies and sometimes I don't. And I think this was one of those moments where I was like, it fits you know like i kind of walked out was like okay that's that was a a cool movie but Mm -hmm. like i don't think i ever saw it again after that i think the theater was the only time it was also Um, a time in movies where i think cgi had taken some pretty big jumps in its um mm -hmm, capabilities mm -hmm. but it's but it was obviously cgi'd worlds because they're so fantastical and colorful and cartoony right so like mm-hmm. it's not like a cg a, a well-done cgi film where you're less aware of it like it should be more seamless right that's kind of the point like oh right, this right. is we're, we're in new york city in a full stadium but that's not actually that didn't actually exist that's computer generated you know um right. but we had a lot of movies around this time that looked like this i feel like there was like a wizard of oz retelling that was oh, very yes. cgi'd right and they're they're but there is a little there may have been a little fatigue um right, of just these right. like fantastically looking lands i even feel like this the later some of the later pirates movies kind of had that look yeah there i think that time it's a good point i feel like 3d was also huge yes so i remember yes. alice was like you have to see it in 3d or the oz movie was in 3d and it was like it, sometimes i felt like the scenes were created to be like well we have to show off 3d here regardless of what it does for the story like there were some pauses 
feels like when you right. just like enter a new like forest you're like okay <laughs> right like i need to feel the leaves hit me in the face yeah but it has nothing to do with what's happening it's just 3d and maybe looking back at them if you're watching it like on your laptop you're like what a stupid scene <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be interesting to see if if i start number one if i start taking drugs and number two <laughs> like if you ever revisit these movies later if i enjoy them more we'll see maybe after this i mean i feel like i'm getting in more into alice as as we speak so yeah i'm gonna convert both of you into alice fans well so what i'll say about you know the movie was you know whatever it was and then i just never thought about it again but then um fast forward to when i went to shanghai uh was working there and i had heard that there was going to be the the alice in wonderland maze you know the that you could walk through and I immediately I was like, Alice in Wonderland, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like the movie? Are you what? I was so confused by it. and I didn't understand why they put it there. But I learned that I guess, it, you know, it had a pretty big following and people loved it. And then it just kind of fit, you know, walking around that maze was actually really cool. Uh, seeing some of the stuff from the, the movies was pretty neat. And was that one like where the was the design, the animated film or was it the Tim Burton film? Ooh. No, it was the Tim Burton. Okay. Yeah, because they had the giant head of the queen uh, okay. uh, in the maze, and then they had some other elements as well. But it was, yeah, it was definitely catered to the movie audience. Interesting. Um, live action versus the animated. Mm. I'm glad you said that, Go, because those movies obviously had like international appeal. I think there was, was it two there or were three? Two. There was two. Then there was Through the Looking Glass was yes. the sequel with Sasha Baron Cohen. He was Father Time, and I can't really remember the plot. It shows you how... Wonderful. So you but. loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was so it was so good. I just couldn't pay attention to the plot. Yeah, it was just I'm, I was I distracted by the 3D. Right, the leaves in your face. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's talk about the attraction itself, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Um, So Disneyland opened in 1955. Alice had come out in 1951. And it was not Hmm. an original Fantasyland attraction, which surprised me. That's interesting. Yeah. The Mad Tea Party was, however, an original day attraction. So Alice was represented in Fantasyland, but not with her own dark ride. They they originally wanted like a walkthrough. Right. Which... So funny. You hear that story a lot with Disneyland stuff, like Pirates was going to be a walkthrough. Haunted Mansion, they wanted it to be a walkthrough. And I am (laughs) so happy that these things are not walkthroughs. That sounds awful. Yeah, we don't want to walk. Can you imagine like going to going to Disneyland and you just everything's a walk. Give me a seat. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me. Sit. Right, right. Yeah, I was curious about. I, I agree. At walkthroughs, I was like, was that like the thing at the time? Was like you got to have a walkthrough. Yeah, everyone loves walkthroughs, according to Walt Disney. What? Right. <laughs> he was wrong. We always talk about how right he was. He was wrong he was about wrong walk-throughs. in this case. <laughs> But I guess, looking at it, though, I guess a, an Alice walkthrough is exactly what they have in Shanghai. Like a maze. Right, yeah. I was just thinking, like, oh, well, 2016, they were able to finally fulfill... Walt's <laughs> dream walkthrough. Yeah, the walkthrough. Um, but, so then, the she finally got her version of a Fantasyland dark ride in 1958. It opened. Oh, geez. Yeah. Very similar, again, to Peter Pan and Snow White. You originally experienced Alice as Alice. <laughs> um, like Peter Pan and Snow White, you you didn't see these characters in the ride. I think Alice may have been in there once, but you you it was a little bit confusing. Um, mm-hmm. And yes. not as fun. Like you want to see these characters. You want to see the main character of the ride. That was what that was frustrating to me when I was younger with those rides. It was like I want to see these characters, but yeah. they were you know, you were supposed to be them. But I was like, I don't want to be Alice right now. I want to see her. And call me crazy. Okay, I agree. I want to see Alice. I want to see Peter Pan. I want to see, you know, I don't really care about Pinocchio. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I want to, I want to, yes, I want to see these characters. But also a recent push in Disney parks has been experiencing these adventures for yourselves as well. So like think of Galaxy's Edge, the upcoming Marvel Land, all the advertising mm-hmm. around it is like, you're going to be a superhero training and 
you get to join the resistance. And it's like, you know, um, <laughs> I just want to watch. I just kind of want to watch. <laughs> right, right. And I, and I say that also actively obsessing about Rise of the Resistance, like every day, like wanting to write. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love being like ushered into the jail cell and the whole thing. <laughs> But I saw I definitely saw like a meme recently that had that like there was somebody who posted that was like, listen, when I go on vacation, I just want to go on vacation. Like, I don't need to be the next hero in whatever adventure you're going to put me in. And it's like there's also like the timid little kid in me like gets a little nervous when it's like you're Alice and I was like oh no wait I know, a minute I know yeah. what she goes through <laughs> didn't she do drugs she, I don't want to do that. Right, she right. did drugs and I, I took a dare class and I signed a card I said I wouldn't right. do drugs the 90s taught me drugs were bad yeah. oh. so that's interesting that that's being a little I understand it's a, a different way you're supposed to be you living out this experience interesting right. resurgence recently <laughs> And I think people complained about like her not being in the ride. And I think that's what prompted them to put her in. There have been several refurbishments of this ride. So there's 1958 version. I believe there's the 1986 um, major refurbishment of Fantasyland. We talked about this before, but they actually like shuttered Fantasyland off completely. Like they pulled up the drawbridge and walled it all off. And if you see pictures of this refurbishment, it looks like a bomb went off in Fantasyland. Like they're kind of disturbing to look at. Some of the rides were like totally gutted. I think Snow White got an entirely new track and cars and setting and everything. So it's just, it was a huge, huge refurbishment. And that would have been the version I saw. For the first time, and for the most, I mean, the most, I saw the 1986 version of the ride. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. And then in 2014, there was the modern version, a refurbishment of the ride uh, that added projections and more technology um, to make the scenes uh, slide into each other maybe more smoothly and just um, definitely one of those like technology upgrades. I, I know the original, like in the 50s, they took out like rooms and they like replaced them with other scenes i think it was really scary the first like the scene with like the mad hatter they're like popping up screaming like rude move down and like the kids are like (laughs) what like it's so funny that disneyland succeeded because it's terrifying when you look at it in the 50s yes like it's as if they didn't understand children at all yes and even have you ever seen the video of when they opened alice in wonderland and they have a girl who's alice and the characters then like mickey and minnie get in the car i'm like i would not ride in a dark enclosed room with those two behind me no and i guarantee that like disney didn't have like the entertainment performance standards that they do now and like the contracts right. even so mickey and minnie were definitely like ah, god damn it what are we yeah <laughs> what time you here? they I... probably took their heads off yes! in the ride <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigarette because you could probably still smoke on 100 percent smoking like chain smoking cigarettes in the ride right 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 <laughs> yeah that's terrifying stuff of nightmares yeah and it's like alice like it just felt very stressful like and alice is like screaming like how do i get out of here and you're like oh my god how like, do just, i get out of yeah here? <laughs> kill me like and it just yeah it was like all about her like escaping these horrible people and yeah i, I think that they were like hey maybe we should like not do that yeah fantasy land not nightmare land <laughs> nightmare land. <laughs> right right but yeah so thank god thank god for 1986 refurbishment right. of fantasy land okay so the ride itself you are you're riding in a caterpillar i love the caterpillar talk us through the caterpillar then because who is that well that's what he says who are you who Ooh, yeah, are yeah. You? oh i walked right into that that made yes me, that, you did thank you for the setup that makes me happy <laughs> So it's the smoking caterpillar. I don't know if it's supposed to be that you're riding and everybody's riding in the caterpillar or if it's just a bunch of caterpillars. I always took it as like you are riding the caterpillar from the like the one character because I think the faces look the same. Don't they all? I can't remember the ride. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're not like different colors or anything. And the the mushroom out in front of the ride. Yes has the little slippers from the caterpillar on it so i always took it as like oh he's not there because i'm riding him well riding you know oh that (laughs) makes so much sense 
but I don't know if that's what they intended, that that's just how I viewed it as like, okay, those are his shoes and we see them when we ride by. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't have his shoes on because I'm with him right now. Let's actually talk about the mushroom really quick, the little like ticket booth thing. Here's what it is. And then there's like folklore around it. And I love right. I love Disney folklore so much. So there is a old, it looks like I'm like a mushroom cap. And on the top of it now, there's like a, I think it's the the sign that says like Alice in Wonderland. It's like a storybook. Looks like that. But back in the old ticket days of Disneyland, that's where you would present, I guess, your ticket, your D, it was a D ticket attraction. D ticket, yeah. Why don't you see more ticket booths in Disneyland? I mean, at the time, the ride, they said, oh, that was the only way you would see Alice because she was on the, the book. So I don't know if that's... Or it's just cool because it's a mushroom. That is true. Um, But yes, it does have like the little shoes or slippers of the caterpillar on the top. And this is the Disney folklore I read about. If anyone else has anything, definitely chime in. It's like a Mandela effect. People swear that the caterpillar used to sit on top of the mushroom. I read that too. Yeah, people swore that it was there. Like no one in any of these articles I pulled up, no one like had a photograph of that with like a date on it or anything. But right. Isn't that There's interesting? No, I, yeah, I think the only people who saw it were the people that took drugs after seeing the movie. <gasps> <You're> right. <laughs> That's who saw it. <laughs> yep. So the very first scene, you actually hear Alice, though. So you don't see her, but you hear her as you're going down. And she's like, well, I'm going to follow the rabbit or whatever she says. Ryan knows, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit. <laughs> Not, ooh, let me follow that rabbit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Again, this is why I'm not an Imagineer, nor do I write anything. Um, and then you you go through one, which is fun because in Disney ride, dark rides like this, there's always that transition door or like um, yes, slot, like a, something that opens. But this one, it is actually the door with the knocker face. Yeah, I do love the doorknob. He's fun. Yeah, doorknob. <laughs> door knocker. <laughs> <laughs> door knocker where are you from um, the door knocker is from the muppet christmas carol that's what i'm thinking of. Oh, yes. right that's yeah. a door knocker yep. i like that one better than the doorknob if i'm being honest and then the very first scene is the tweedles i think tweedledee and tweedledum what's their deal <laughs> There's so many things like I think that might be why people like with the movie and the characters, they're like, what is this? Or like, who are they? And I think you kind of have to just (laughs) accept it and be like, they're kind of jerks, though, right? Like they're there to kind of like throw her off course. Yeah, I feel like everybody is kind of a jerk in Wonderland. Yeah, it felt like felt that way. That's so rude. Like it's like she goes through and nobody like helps her. She's like, I'm just trying to like get back to my right height i'm trying to get back home i'm trying to find this and everybody just kind of jerks her around yeah and it's like it's kind of the opposite of oz in that way and i think that bothers me i'm a big oz fan i'm a big oz fan too and yeah i see yeah it is kind of the opposite like it's like being in one of those bad dreams where it's like i'm trying to get something done and i cannot do it no matter what no one bends over backwards for dorothy but they're all like oh okay um you're not from here, are you? Okay, let's <laughs> see. Uh, go that way, probably. Like, stay on this path. Keep going. Yeah, the characters are, like, empathetic for towards yes, her. Correct. But in Alice, they're like, eh, whatever. Like, nobody even shows her, like, any kindness, I don't think. The white rabbit doesn't even acknowledge her. <laughs> She's like, I've been chasing you. And he's like, hmm. Or they're like, who are you? And what? who am I? Weep, doop, bop, bop. <laughs> crazy (laughs) they're all on drugs i think that's it that's pretty much it yeah they're like we're on drugs you are bothering us with your problem that you Mm -hmm. have right they're like you just want to be you're a buzzkill yes yeah yeah you're a buzzkill alice like never mention being lost or away from home while someone else is on drugs like that's right Right. (laughs) really pulls them out of it in a negative way right (laughs) right so yeah let's get away Uh, from tweedledee and tweedledum Great. Next, the next scene is potentially one of my favorites. You're in the forest and it's singing flowers. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, thank you, the garden. Thank you, thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for knowing these things. I really appreciate it. Love the garden. Yeah, it's definitely pretty. And definitely one of the scenes with the 2014 refurbishment that I was like, that looks really pretty. Like the butterflies are flying across you and like it definitely got a, a good upgrade. Yeah, that's one that it didn't 
it didn't take away from the nostalgia. It kind of just built upon a good yeah. experience. That's a good point. And this is the scene where originally was the only place you could find Alice. She was this, you know, still figure. I think she was like holding a flower. I think, yeah. And she was like, if you, bl- I feel like if you weren't looking in the right spot, you wouldn't see her. Blink and you'll miss her. Blink and you'll miss her. But um, unfortunately, you leave the garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You can't get <laughs> off it's over. there. Um, well, actually, I, I guess you're kind of transitionally leaving the garden and you see the Cheshire cat for the first time. Talk about another piece of work, that guy. Yeah, yeah, right. He might be the meanest. Yeah, he like just teases her, I feel like. Does he want to her to get murdered by the Queen of Hearts? I don't, I don't know. I always liked to believe that when it really came down to it, he would step in and be like, no, mm. but he liked playing the game of like, oh, will you, won't you? Like, die, right. <laughs> yeah, will you, won't you die? Yeah. Again, this is where the different versions of this get a little muddy for me, but you see the Cheshire Cat in several different, he like kind of appears and disappears as your caterpillar kind of winds through the ride at this point. And I find him, I honest, honestly find him a little creepy. This is kind of a spooky part for me in the ride. He was, um, I think, because he would like appear and disappear, or you would just see his grin. Yes. And it was very, and you just hear his voice yeah. kind of. Well, he's almost like a ghost in that way, I guess. Right. And I'm scared of ghosts in real life, so. Oh, yeah, so no way. <laughs> have I ever said that out loud on this podcast? I don't know if I have. I feel like I've heard that before. I'm genuinely afraid. Yeah, and it, I think that was one of the scenes that was like really scary in the very original because it was so dark and he, he was just kind of you hearing him. And and that Mickey and Minnie who came in the catapult. Right, the Mickey and Minnie have their hands on your shoulder yeah. and you're like, oh. Mickey's head fell into your lap from right. the back seat. <laughs> and the grown man was like, well, sorry, kids. Sorry about that. <laughs> but thank God, I think we see the, the, the rabbit again. So at least we're back on course. Right. But he leads us to the croquet game. Ah, yes. Like the hedge with the hedge maze with the cards. Yes. This was kind of a cool part, except for the queen of hearts being genuinely terrifying. I like the cards a lot. I love, always loved the cards. I always loved the music in that scene. So. (gasps) Right. Is that's, um, is that, um, I might be thinking, there's one about, is it like painting, painting the yes, roses red? Yes, painting the roses red. We're painting the roses red. And yeah. they're doing that because the queen, ooh, if she If you don't paint them mind. red, she'll take off your head. Oh, Something God, like that. Love a rhyme. <laughs> remind me though, this is the part of the movie I've definitely have no memory of. She's playing croquet and she's cheating, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And Alice beats her? Is that what happens? She be actually what happens is the she's playing and the Cheshire cat again with his like I love to play games. He peers and he does he does something and it makes her fall over and then the cat disappears right as she turns around and Alice is standing there and she's like you did oh, this. Right. And so she's like off with her head. Gah. So again it's like the Cheshire cat she's like thanks a lot like I didn't actually do that. How is he going to get her out of this one? Right. He just really likes to take it to the take it to the edge. As yeah, like as far <laughs> as possible. Like your execution him. and right. You know, we were making a list the other week about, like, the world's worst villains. And he didn't even scratch the surface, but he should. Yeah. Right, right. The yeah. characters in here, it's like, are they villains or are they, like, you know, they are friends? Like, it is kind of hard to tell, like, who she can trust. Li- no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> that should have been the tagline for the movie. Alice in Wonderland, trust no one. No the one. singing right. flowers, maybe? No, they were even mean to her. I feel like when she, uh, when she like sang or something, and and they called her like a weed, and they like oh. you know they were just everybody's just awful to her. This, you know what though, this is a really really fun part of the ride though because this is where I don't know if this survived the 2014 refurbishment, but I remember seeing this in the like the 90s of it's a very classic dark ride moment where like the cardboard little half doors mini doors are like opening right as you it looks like yes. you're, you're mm-hmm. opening that's what it looks like and it's the cars right. and that's really fun like they're chasing you to get you because you're alice again and the queen wants to kill you um and then we open up we kind of escape outside which is if you don't know mm-hmm. this is coming it's really really cool 
It's yeah, unexpected. It's it also can be a little blinding depending on yeah. the time of day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you don't get that like because it's Southern California and not Orlando, you don't get <laughs> you right. don't get the um, big like heat burst when you go outside, which is nice. <laughs> yes. It's much more pleasant. <laughs> and you're actually what's not only do you go outside, you're actually on an upper level, like at least a second level. Which is just really, mm-hmm. really cool. And then you slowly kind of wind down. It looks like you're on like leaves or vines um, down to the first level. There was a lot of information on on this part of the ride. It was so originally like the whole concept is since you're a caterpillar, it's supposed to look externally like for guests walking by in Fantasyland that it's just a caterpillar slowly going down a leaf. That's what it's supposed to look like. And that's what it looked like for a very long time. But... Then in, I believe, 2010, pretty unexpectedly, the like Orange County Health Department or something came in and they were like, this is really dangerous right? (laughs) and made them put up a fence like around the track. And it, you know, people were very critical of it, like it looked cheap or temporary because I guess it was. And then they redid that to make it look a lot better. But it ended up being much wider and kind of more reinforced after 2014. I know. It's like one of those things where it's like, forget the safety. Let it just look cool. Yeah, that you you didn't see a lot of like the infrastructure. It, it was cool. It looked, uh, the track was seemingly the same like width as the right vehicle. <laughs> right. It's like, Which... But it fits in with Wonderland. It's like, am I going to die? Am well, I not? Right. Actually, at the end of the day, the Cheshire Cat was like, make it skinnier. <laughs> make it, make it no track. No. How about no track? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. And then he disappears, asshole. And then he disappears, yeah. Um, (laughs) And then in the original version of this ride, that's actually how the ride ended. And you would just like loop back to the station at that point. But thank God you don't because then you go back inside and it's the unbirthday party, which is definitely one of the more... (laughs) Even if you've never seen the animated movie Alice, you know about that scene. Like, that was um, mm-hmm. much more recognizable. I think for me, I saw it a lot. I had it on one of those Disney sing-along tapes. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a, a kind of an iconic scene from those. Yeah. I feel like it's almost a, you know, a little ad for, like, after this, make sure you check out the teacups right yes. next door. Oh, my God. That is a good point. It's like group these two together and then you then you actually go back to the station after that and that's it short and sweet and i always thought the end of that scene scared me when i was little because it's a little explosion like the candle oh right it kind of like it makes an explode noise and you turn i think all of a sudden and it's like then you're you're done that always kind of frightened me but so what's i guess what's weird about that though is in the movie itself that scene takes place a lot earlier yeah, it's, a, it's like out of order. I guess because the ride originally ended and then they're like, oh, we need to like end this in a probably more happier note versus right. like you being chased to your death or whatever. They're like, save that for Mr. Toad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Then you go to hell. Well, it's when weird. you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. Or like Snow White. Where it's yeah. like questionable whether we all died or not. Do you die at the end of every Disneyland Dark Ride originally? Oh, gosh. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, because like Pinocchio and Snow White, they were really scared. Like they, I think like Snow White's was called Snow White's Scary Adventures. Right. And I, yeah, I wonder what it was then if they were just trying to terrify everyone. Again, this company knew very little about children in the 1950s. Yeah, it's interesting. Like theme parks were like, oh, they got to be scary to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> And now these people have grown up and they are terrified of everything. In the 1986 remodel of Fantasyland, that ride was moved from its original location right next door to Alice. So that was thematically made a lot more sense. Mm, Yeah. And it does. It is actually such a nice little corner of Fantasyland right there. Yeah, that is a nice... I like that they did that. And it's fun that it started out as a walkthrough and then they're like, eh, nix that right and then in 92 disneyland paris actually did the walkthrough and i think they for the most part created most of what originally it was supposed to be oh Oh, i didn't know that that. yeah so and so and that was animated 
I'm assuming that yes, because yes. it was so, 92. Wow, yeah, and they yeah. kind of re- they kind of created. I think most a lot of the scenes were from the original design. I mean, in the original design of it, if you there's like uh like video and like footage of like or drawings of it, it did look like it would have been very cool. But again, like we don't want to walk. We're already walking so much. We want to ride this ride. Also, I don't know if you've like if you're you know folklore ghost stories and i don't know any truth to this Mm -hmm. but alice in wonderland is one of the rides disney cast members say has a ghost (gasps) interesting but i don't there's not a lot of information like i don't want to spread rumors spread them (laughs) (laughs) i do people can look for their facts i'll spread them like the jam alice puts on her cookies yes Uh, (laughs) there's a ghost timmy who's supposed to be like a 10 year old boy And he likes to step on the pressure pads and shut down the ride. Okay, did Timmy die on the ride? That's what I don't like. Unfortunately, that's where I'm like, what happened with Timmy? But there's a story of like a cast member. She's like, I was alone and the park had closed and I was shutting down the ride. She goes, but the pressure pads kept going off. She goes, and there was nobody else there with me. Oh, jeez. Well, here's why I don't believe her. (laughs) I've closed an attraction and you're never totally by yourself. True. That's right. That is true. Yeah. Bullshit lady. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I believe in Timmy and I will pay respects to Timmy when I go because now I'm scared. Because now Timmy's after you for saying that. Oh, great. Now Timmy's here (laughs) too. Right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I couldn't, I didn't, I just heard the briefly and I was like, "Eh, I don't, I don't know how, like the truth because I don't, I feel like there's other ghost stories Disney too. But wait, what are some other Disney ghost stories. I didn't read all about them, but I saw like other people being like, oh, there's, you know, other ghosts. Probably more. (laughs) Disneyland is most definitely more haunted than Disney World, though. Right. Um, That's my guess. It just feels like it would be. Because of like Walt or. Yeah. Yeah. Like more emotions invested there. Maybe Walt's the one who steps on the pressure pads. He's like, this never was what I wanted. (gasps) He was like, (laughs) I wanted a walkthrough. I I'm walking, He's walking through, through it. Right through it. Now. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah. That's it. It's Walt. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, he was, and it's he was so like into Alice in Wonderland from the beginning. You know, before he even started. Yeah. Animation. It's like almost sad because he. I think Alice in Wonderland is the is one of the movies he's like. Oh, I'm disappointed with it. Oh, interesting. That he's like it didn't have, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying about you know the characters are so heartless. He was like it doesn't connect with audiences. It doesn't have the heart. Like so, I think it just feels very cold. It feels like a cold movie. You know, it totally feels like a cold movie, but it's also jarring because it is so colorful and whimsical looking. And I think that like mismatch is what is unnerving but i don't think it's like disney's i was like i think that's the way it was written like they would have to rewrite it to make like it's not written as to be this warm you know and it's interesting that it never was taken in like a cozier because it's been you know versions of alice have been reworked over the years obviously and they always are creepier. They they don't warm her up ever. That the Disney cartoon version is the warmest version and it's still Yeah, you're right. It's just it's like draws you in with the animation, but the characters you're like, gosh, they're like not nice. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. I don't want to visit. And, like, the Beast's Castle is, like, not a warm and fuzzy place. I mean, I guess it gets there eventually, but, like, I want to go there. <laughs> right, yeah. Everybody died to go that wanted to go to the Beast's yeah. Castle. But, like, Wonderland, you're like, mm, I think Fine. I can skip it. Fine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather go to Neverland. I'd rather go to... Yeah. That place has pirates and mean mermaids, and I would still rather go there. Right, yeah. Yeah, the mean mermaids, they kind of... It's almost like they came from Wonderland, too. Yeah, same kind they of probably attitude. did. <laughs> yes, because they try to murder Wendy. Yeah, they want to drown her. Oh my god, it's so right, weird. right. And they like they they like say it in a way. They're like, we only wanted to drown her. Like, right, right like no big deal. Come oh, on, they're so mean. This episode can just be like the mean world of Disney. Yeah, it's a lot of mean characters. It's like the not. It's like the <laughs> non-villain mean characters. Yeah, it's like such. A, it's like you love them, but you're like, but at the same time, they're not nice. Um. But yeah, there was a ra- there was a room in the beginning of the original ride in the fifties. It was the upside down room, like right after the rabbit hole. Right. You landed, and it was like everything. It, there was like a mirror, and it, it made you feel like everything was upside down, and the black lighting made everything look like it was three D, but really it was just like flat painted. And it was supposed to be the White Rabbit's house, which I thought was odd hmm. because it's not like that. 
in the movie. But <laughs> Bad Imagineer didn't see the movie either. <laughs> yeah, they also were like, I didn't really want to see it, but I'm supposed to design this ride. So. <laughs> I've been tasked with this ride. I've never, I've never seen it, and I don't want to. Um, right. did, was it kind of like Figment's um, open house? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, Is I think... Figment from Wonderland? <laughs> now that I, I feel like it. he's too f- nice to he's be from so, Wonderland. He's way too yeah, nice. He's, he's, yeah, he's too jolly for yeah. that. I feel like he went and was like, I don't fit in here. I liked that house, but I don't fit in here. Yeah, I do not fit in. Oh, another, like a fun fact, when you crash through those doors at the end with the cards, mm-hmm. they use like the goofy yell. I think when I think there's only one yell, but there used to be multiples. Oh wait, okay, I know what you're talking about, but you've got to explain what this goofy yell is. So the goofy yell is that cartoon <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah. I can't really, yeah, I can't really do it. <laughs> Ashby, you do voiceovers. Do the goofy yell. I, I wish I could like. I don't want to like yell this. <laughs> yes, that is better. That's the one. Similar, similar, a not quite, but similar. A mix of those two probably is perfect, yeah. Right. Right, right. But yeah, there used to be, I guess, I think there were like three crash doors you went through, and they would do that yell each time, and then I think they just left in one. Oh, I'm so glad but, one exists. Right, which I thought that was uh, interesting. They would use like that from another cartoon, like, and put it in the, the right. That's so funny. Does that, is that, why, you know, the Goofy Yell is something that I'm, I know of probably just like over the years learning this sort of stuff, but does it exist other places in Disneyland, Disney World? Good question. I don't know that I've heard it on another ride. I just heard it in a movie the other day and I'm yeah. trying to remember Really? It was, it was a Disney movie and it was like, oh, it was um, Moana. Yeah, it was really weird because I think it was The Rock like, I think he was doing the voice, but I, because th- he like yelled at some point, it was like towards the end when he goes flying, but it was such a goofy sound. I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose, like, or if he, if he did that on purpose, you know, but it sounded very, very similar to the goofy yell, but I've heard it like other, like definitely other Disney things. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it just, it gets inserted, I think. Yeah. It's like <laughs> one of those things are like, where can we put in the goofy yell? And it does, it's not always like, and it's not, like you said, it's not goofy all the time. But it's like that's who originated it, I guess. And... It may have been one of those like early studio, just like cost saving measures that they never even right. like, they never thought anyone would even pick up on it. But then more of an until Easter egg today. until right now. They're gonna hear the podcast, <laughs> right? And be like they caught us. It's getting to be an issue. So many people listen to this that we have to get our facts really straight before we start. Right. I know. We're, yeah. <laughs> it's We're not. Listen, I don't think anybody's coming to this podcast going, man, I can't wait to learn the real truth today. What do you think? Okay. So uh, as of recording, Disneyland is not is not open and has not been open since the end of March 2020. What's going on in the Alice ride right now mm. mass chaos I mean, someone's going to be like oh. running these rides every day though right like operationally like things oh yeah to... i guess i thought do they go in and just run to make sure they're still like to keep the like keep things moving? moving there should i mean there should be like maintenance is probably in there yeah doing you know i would hope but it depends i mean it depends on what they're allowed to do you know if they're allowed to go in and work i mean i would say they are uh because i've heard that you know the project stuff has been like they're back up and running again as far as construction and 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 testing and things like that but maybe the cats are running things you know it's probably the (laughs) feral disneyland that's it the cats like this is the best there's no lines i know (laughs) yeah but they're also starving because there's also no no food food, but there's no no lines you know oh i did want to say Catherine beaumont is 82 years old oh and she voiced alice and wendy until 2010 oh i don't understand that (laughs) and then they replaced her because they do replace the the voices they have do you know they have a whole department it's like i I don't know if it's called voices of disney and it's people who literally just sit around and like any kind of toy game anything with a voice they like evaluate it and make sure like this is what the voice would sound like can this actress still do it or do we need to replace them like i was also surprised to find out this was i ran across someone when i 
that was living in LA, we were chatting and she had said, oh yeah, I used to do uh, the voice of Mickey. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on. You're not the person that I know of that used to do the voice of Mickey. Like, what do you mean? And she said, well, I would, she would do like for commercials or video games or things that weren't necessarily like mainstream Mickey. She would get called in to do Mickey's voice. And I was like, what? Like mind blown right now. But I mean, if you think about it, like there are times where you'll hear a, a voice of one of the characters and you're like, That sounds a little different than what I'm used to. I struggle with that because it's like you want to like the voice. And I'm like, it's just not quite right. One time I was in, I was at a show here in the city and I was in the bathroom and Josh Gad was also in the bathroom and he spoke, but I didn't see him. And I think I gasped out loud and I was like, Olaf, like I was like, Olaf's in the bathroom with But I agree. Then turning around and I'm like, wait a minute, you're not Olaf. Like, I get how the kids feel when they're like, wait a minute, you're not. (laughs) Wait, actually, this leads me some questions. So being in New York, do you ever have any like Disney celebrity experiences? Um, So that one, and I can say that to bring in like personal story like i'm moving in with my boyfriend and his neighbor is actually linda larkin who is the voice of jasmine whoa oh, wow. that's so cool and i remember the fr- he's not as a big of a he likes he's not a big disney family i mean he likes it but he's not like me and i remember the first time we met we ran into her outside i would i knew who she was I had seen her before. I was like, do you know who that is? And he was like, yeah. He was like, that's Linda, my neighbor. And I was like, no. I was like, that's Linda Larkin, the voice of Jasmine. And he's like, okay. That's amazing. But that's probably want... my biggest, yeah. You've got to get her. You've got to like back her into saying one of Jasmine's lines. That would just oh, be the She literally just, I don't think she has to do that much work because I see her now and she talks to me and it's just Jasmine. Like oh. Her voice is that. Wow, that's that crazy. So magical. when I speak to her, I feel like I just stand there like smiling oh. and she's probably like, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's just that you're Jasmine and I don't, you know. Oh, that's incredible. Is she, and you may not know a lot about her, but like, is she in anything else? Like what's, what's Linda up to? Yeah, that's right. That's great. I should ask her. Yeah. I know she does like Comic Con and things. We were talking about that. Cause she's like, oh, I do them virtually now. So people pay to like spend a little bit of time with her on Zoom or something like that. That's and... so fun. So most recently, it's literally a list of Jasmine. So like in 2019, she did the voice for Aladdin or for Jasmine in a Disney, the Disney classic game. Wow. I guess they really brought it back. Oh, and then like comics, Disney comics in motion, she was Jasmine. Ralph's Breaks the Internet, she yeah. was Jasmine. Oh, that's so cool. Like I, I'm going down the list and I can't find anything that's not Jasmine until 2007. Yeah. And I, I wonder too, if like when you do something like that, one, Disney could be like, hey, you're not going to be the voice for anything else. Yeah. And two, would anybody else want to cast you because they're like, hey, you this sound like Jasmine. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You're, you're now typecast as Jasmine. But and but also like I feel like once you've got that you you like you're locked in you know and yeah. like I'm sure she probably made a great chunk of money and yeah I feel like you're set is for, doing well yeah, you're good I'm Jasmine right, so I think right. you have a reservation for me Where <laughs> yeah yeah and her story with that is so interesting like the voice like it's you know just the way she kind of had the job and they didn't really know what they were going to do with Jasmine. She's like, I never knew if they were going to keep me. She goes, I just kept recording. And she goes, but nobody ever sat me down and was like, you're Jasmine. Like, this is it. Like, you're going to be it. And it's going to be in the movie, whatever. She was like, we kind of just kept going back. And then she was like, the day they said, we're going to do a song. She was like, okay, I guess this is my last day because I don't sing. Right. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. No, we got, we got a gal. We got Leia Salonga. <laughs> She'll come back and do several Disney voices. Yeah, who also will be a several princess. <laughs> oh, that's weird, now that I think of it. So you're not totally typecast, necessarily, because Disney's okay about recycling Alice and Wendy. And... Yeah, right, well, I mean, right. I was thinking, too, Alice in Wonderland's a good example of that era of movies when they did reuse actors yeah. over, like, the voices are all the same in that period. Like there's a lot of voices that are you hear and you're like, I know that voice, but you don't mind it. Like you accept it. But I feel like now if they did that, you'd be like, Hey, that person was already a voice. Like Josh Gad can't be another voice. Right. I think Verna Felton's the voice of like, 
is she the voice of like Dumbo's mom or one of the no Dumbo's mom's friend? And she's also the fairy godmother. And it's like you don't mind it then, like you kind of accept. Right. And right. and like Baloo is someone else, right? Like he's a very yeah. I can't remember. He's the name. voice in like Robin Hood. I think yes. he's. Um, and they mm-hmm. even look the same. Lot. Like Little John right. and Baloo is the same animal. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Disney. What about when you both worked at Disney? Encounters with. Well, is it true? I don't know if you both would know this, but I think Paige O'Hara said this, and I hope she's not like lying. Listening? Oh. <laughs> right. No, I hope she's listening. I hope she's not lying. But she's like, when I go to Disney and I scan my, I guess she has like a, because they're Disney legends, so I think they can uh, go to the park whenever they want. Special IDs right. for sure. And she's like, when I scan my ID, she's like, it sets off a thing. So they all know I'm there. And I was like, really? I believe. Or someone gets on a radio probably pretty quickly. When she says, when I scan it, it like trigger, like, I was like, I'm imagining some automated, everybody's ear, like, if you're wearing an earpiece, <laughs> they're like, Disney legend, Paige O'Hara in no. the building. <laughs> not, no, not to that level. But um, we would always, like, someone would find out because like, if it, at the main entrance, they would let guest relations know. And then if it, depending on who it is, they, if they didn't already have a VIP tour guide, then they would maybe have conversation about, because if it is somebody that's known, they want to try and help them. Cause if they walk around on their own, they could get, you know, bugged a lot and things like that. Is so. that just, are you just relying on the front entrance cast member to like recognize someone? You know, in my time at guest relations, I had never encountered yeah. that particular situation. So I don't know. Where were um, you in guest relations, sure, Epcot? Uh, yeah. Epcot, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like you said, I guess like their assistant or somebody would probably reach out and be like, hey, we're coming. Okay, so maybe Paige wasn't telling the truth. She's an embellisher, I've heard. She's an embell. <laughs> She's an embellisher. <laughs> oh, gosh. I saw what you did there. It was on accident two times in one day. I just walked right <laughs> oh, into these moments. So good. What about Ashby? Have you had any encounters? I've actually had quite a few uh, in some of the different... Because a lot of the projects I've worked on, we've seen people come through. My favorite, though, we I already mentioned him earlier, Bill Farmer came through at Mission Space. That day was crazy because it was Bill Farmer, but more importantly, Roy Disney showed up. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so... so Walt's nephew, um, who at the time was still on the board. It was before all of the drama happened where he wrote the letter to the board and ended up leaving. And seeing him, because he looked so much like Walt and Roy. Yeah, it was just kind of a a surreal moment to see him of like a member of the Disney family. Speaking of Disney family, I completely forgot about this one until I just mentioned it. But uh, when I was in Shanghai, I got to walk around with, I think it was Roy's, one of Roy's, sons i can't remember because i i'm not a expert on the disney family but i think it was one of roy the roy that i'm referring Mm -hmm. to i think it was one of his sons and wife and kids were there and i ended up getting to walk with them around the park uh, as like a guide cool and just talking to him and he was like telling stories about the family and it was just like the coolest like it was like oh I, i can't be more connected right now to disney than you know this moment anyways where i was what i was originally going to say was bill farmer came through the voice of goosey at mission space and i i recognized him but what was really crazy is I was in the ride bay when um, he came in, got into the capsule, and we ended up having some sort of, it was a ride stop of some sort. So basically the capsules are just sitting there with the doors open while we're waiting for maintenance to fix whatever the issue was. He starts doing Goofy's voice. Ugh. And it's Ugh. it's echoing through the bay. Oh. And I was like melting. I was like, this is the best that is so thing cool. It was so cool. And he was being funny, too, because he was, like, saying things, you know, like, get me out of here, you know, just being silly in the goofy voice. And, ugh, it was the best. And it was funny because he rode with, I can't remember his name, but he did the voice of Max. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, Aaron something. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And he was, was like, the guy from Step by Step. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's amazing. Um, But I didn't know, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. We're really getting deep into the the world of voice over here. (laughs) I'm going to mix them up. The, The voice of... Max was originally played by the a female, and she was the daughter from National Lampoon's Vacation. I don't know if you remember, she was the one who originally played Audrey. So anyways, she, so she did the voice, and then... <gasps> 
when the movie came out, because the movie was oh my gosh, later, yeah. she actually had passed away. And so they needed somebody to come mm. in and do the voice for Max. And that's when they brought in... Um... Jason Marsden. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Aaron was Aaron Lore was the singing voice of Max. That's what it was. Yeah, kind of crazy when I, I went down that rabbit hole. Because I, I was... I, when Disney Plus released, I started watching... Um, goof troop because i loved it as a kid and i was listening to max's voice and i was like wait a second like that doesn't sound Mm. like him and so i looked into it and i was like oh my god because i love national lampoons also so that was kind of funny to to connect the dots there never knew that also funny how like some characters evolve because like like goofy for example was a different person who did the voice in the early times but then they removed his voice altogether because they did the the series of how-to cartoons mm -hmm. And he never had a voice. It was always just a guy doing a voiceover. And then they brought his voice back. And that's Bill Farmer has been doing that ever mm-hmm. since. So it's interesting just like to follow how they do that stuff. Yeah, it must be like a sad day too when you get, I know like I've heard Jody Benson like talk about, she's like when the phone rings and it's like, I forget what his name is from the Disney voice. She's like, I'm always afraid that it's going to be the phone call of like, <laughs> hey, so you, we're retiring you. Right, right. Wouldn't work. Yeah. Any other fun facts before we go? I know I, we veered away from Alice, but... As we always do. I'm not, I'm a, little, not, a little off I'm track. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like in the episodes when it veers off. I think it's interesting because... Oh my gosh, we go so, so off the rails. The rails. But, it, but it brings up a lot of things. You're like, oh, I, you know, that could be its own episode. But... And it, and it <laughs> links right, back right. somehow. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes forcefully. Well, thank you so much for being on. This has been such a pleasure. Oh, I enjoyed every second. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Perfect. Oh my God. I was going to ask for a sign off, either the Mad Hatter or just a goofy yell sign off. Oh, God. I know. Goofy, you know, I can't get him. I can't talk in his voice. I can do the, I can do like the yell very terribly and I can do his like, oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good and that's it i can't i can't talk as him it's really hard well, he's a, that's a hard a hard voice that i feel like you have to be like standing up and flopping your you, limbs oh, you, around you have to, like get into it yeah. yeah and he's got like a southern which i can master that but it's like it's like a mix of things he did a really great job coming up with that that's voice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Thank you to both of you. Thank you, Ryan, for contributing. Yeah, thanks for joining in the journey. Of course, it was wonderful. Uh, oh, oh, God. I love it. And <laughs> honestly, like, you know, Alice is on my list again. I think I'm going to explore it a uh, little bit. And that was my goal is to convert at least one of you. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I won't be yeah. watching okay. it. So that's all, Molly. (laughs) I'll just text Cheryl and say, don't ask any questions, but you have to watch Alice tonight. You must watch Alice. (laughs) And just give me your thoughts. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank Thank you. you. We'll see you all next time.